It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. From the Whiskey 61 Lounge, it's Mississippi's only food sports show on the airwaves. We're the only World Food Championship host in the state. This is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Uh, they're expecting six feet of snow for the Cleveland Browns Buffalo Bills game on uh, Sunday, noon our time, one o'clock Eastern. And uh, we want to welcome in Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus, NFL insider, PFF.com. And Steve joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. This is the Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck, RPT, ricksprotruck.com. Uh, Steve Palazzolo, do you think that they will move the Browns-Bills game this weekend? Yeah, well, they're already talking about it, which um, is generally a sign that they, they might, um, that they could, and that they're, I don't know if it'd be something like uh, Detroit. I don't know if the Dome's open or whatever, but... Yeah, I think too much snow in the NFL might say no, even though we're all rooting for this, right? We're all rooting for a ridiculous snowstorm to, to watch a game in. So we'll see. But if they're talking about it, it definitely could happen. Do you have any snow right now in Cincinnati? Uh, not at the moment. It snowed last Saturday uh, for the first half of the day. I was surprised. We got a, a shocking snowstorm last Saturday. But it's all gone now, so we're good. Okay. What's the coldest game you've been to? I don't go to cold games. I watch on TV. That's I, not fun. I'm with you. Not fun. 100%. I mean. No. there's. I, I have friends who went to the Patriots-Titans game back in 03. Oh. That was like four below or something like that. And I'm just like, no, I'm sitting on the couch. There's no way. Yeah. So, Dude, it was. The, ble- the coldest is probably 50 that I've been to. <laughs> hey, look. Last weekend in Startville for Georgia-Mississippi State, Blake, um, I mean, it was freezing. What was it by, by what was it, 6 o'clock kick? Yeah. We were both there. I mean, it was in the 30s. Okay. It was, it was and the wind cold. was cold. Yeah, and we get, we get humidity. This weekend's game of Ole Miss and Arkansas is projecting to be somewhere around the 30s and winds up to 25-mile-per-hour gusts. Yeah. Oof. Nice. SEC football, baby. 
Uh, of course, Steve's still I mean, the, shaking his head. He's the like coldest, the coldest games I've actually been to are like my high school games. I, not me playing, but high school games, Thanksgiving morning, probably in the 30s, probably something like that. Uh, I'm with you. I don't no, do no. it. I, I was lucky to be in a suite last weekend, or I would not have gone to the game. Um, I, I couldn't sit out in in three and a half hours of that. All right, let's talk. Uh, Dak threw two picks last week. Also had some really good throws. They're up 28-14 to 14 against Green Bay, and they lose. So how did Pro Football Focus, PFF.com, how did y'all grade Dak Prescott last weekend? Uh, just okay. He was solid. I think um, if you look at those interceptions, we were debating those a little bit. There was clearly a couple of miscommunications. I think the, the red zone one – so the one in the red zone, you can see them talking to Dalton Schultz about taking the safety out. I thought Greg Olson on color, I think he's fantastic at breaking the game down. I think he does a great job. Um, but I still think Dak kind of forced that one a little bit. The picture wasn't clear, and he just kind of threw it into traffic. The other one was C.D. Lamb. He was clearly expecting him to cross the face of the safety. You know, bad miscommunication there. I think that was more on, on the receiver than Dak. So I, I would say one of those interceptions was on Dak. Um, I, I think the issue with the Dallas offense, though, I mean, they moved the ball pretty well. The interceptions obviously hurt them, but um, it felt like they were relying a little bit too much on C.D. Lamb in the in the passing game and just having, I know Michael Gallup was down for a little bit, but just not having enough other options in that particular game. Lamb was great, but, you know, it's tough. They couldn't close that out. You got a 14-point lead. They're the better team. They had been the better team throughout much of the season. Not being able to close that out is a, a tough pill to swallow, I think, for the Cowboys. Uh, when should Dak be using his legs more? I think, you know, I think you always have to pick your spots there. You know, it, it depends on from a run concept standpoint, it does add the, you know, an advantage to me. It's, it's a few times a game that should be, you, you'd want to use Dak's legs, whether it's design run game where he's just going to keep it a couple times just to keep the defense honest. You, you don't look to scramble, but you have to be opportunistic. Um, but I think that that's one of the big advantages around the league right now. That's why if you look at rushing stats that they're up and everything, it's really just the quarterbacks. It's the quarterbacks in the design run game and scrambling. And you can look at the Giants and a guy like Daniel Jones. There are games where he picks up six or seven first downs with his legs. That's just stealing first downs. Um, you know, Dak had a few the other day with sneaks and everything, which is great. But I think that that is an advantage that it could be tapped into just a little bit more. Yeah, I don't understand it. Um, Steve Palazzolo, PFF.com, Pro Football Focus on the Yingling Lager guest line. So, with Gallup not even close to what he's been, can't get healthy. He's not a, you know, he's not he's not the number two that people two years ago thought he was. Uh, I have to tell you about this game changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z Biotics. Every time I have a Z Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, 
It is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How would you grade this receiving unit within the NFL? Where, give or take, where would it be for you? Yeah, it's 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 probably not. I mean, earlier in the year we were talking about them being at the the very bottom because Gallup wasn't there. He's still solid enough. You know, they're they're probably in just the bottom half of the NFL, I would say. Um, but look, I, I think you know Noah Brown. He's he looked like he's just been inconsistent. You know, there were times where it looked like they would unlock Noah Brown earlier this year, that that old school five-star talent that he was. Um, they just need someone else to step up. I mean, the other the other part of Sunday was a guy like Jalen Tolbert just lining up off sides down the stretch on a key play and things like that. I mean, that stuff came back to bite. But I think, you know, C.D. Lamb is an excellent number one. You know, Gallup, it, it does take time. We're seeing this with uh, Chris Godwin coming back with the Bucs. He's just not necessarily the same player, but they're playing. Um we might see Gallup be able to kind of flip a switch in a few weeks here at some point. And then it's about finding that, that third option, whether it's Dalton Schultz again or Noah Brown or someone needing to just step up and, and be that next option. Yeah, they screwed up with the Cooper thing and Gallup not being healthy. And so Tolbert, Blake just said he shouldn't even be in the league. Uh, I can't remember if he was a third-round pick out of South Alabama. I, it, it runs together. Blake and I were having beverages in in Las Vegas during that time. Uh, what, what do you s- react to Blake saying Tolbert shouldn't even be in the league and they, they wasted a pick, a third or so pick on him, third round pick on him. Little extreme, little extreme, Blake. Every, everybody develops differently. I think Tolbert does have some skills, you know, even coming out of um, a smaller school in South Alabama, he, um, he played fast in college. He's got pretty good ball skills. Um, I think he'll get there, but receiver in the NFL is a, is a learning curve. There's such a physicality to it that's just different. It just takes time. And even even in Green Bay, you see a guy like Romeo Dobbs who was getting really a ton of hype in uh, in training camp and was, by all accounts, tearing it up. It doesn't directly translate to the season yet. And and so again, I think it just it just takes some time a lot for a lot of these rookie receivers to uh, to get going. So I think Tolbert will get there, but. Yeah, it's tough to rely on him as a third option so far this year. But the bottom line is, you, you know, your your theory is keep adding offensive skill talent, and yeah. by losing Cooper and not knowing what Gallup was going to do, which isn't anything, uh, you know, you would if you were in that personnel department, you would not have agreed with the approach the last six seven months. Yes or no? No, you always yes. I mean, you always have to add talent. You always have to add add more pieces. The recent Super Bowl winners, the recent best offenses show 
you need to have multiple options in the pass game. I know the run game is trying to make a comeback this year, but you still win in the pass game. You still win by uh, having answers to what defenses throw at you. And, and once defenses start to account for C.D. Lamb a bit more, you need the next guy to, to step up. And um, the more options you have, the better. Okay, so now, now it doesn't get any easier for the Cowboys. They go to Minnesota, and the Vikings are 8-1. and one. That was a wild game there uh, last week. And listening to their play-by-play guys, hilarious. Uh, call what happened both on the goal line when they didn't get in and then when it flipped over. Um, size up this matchup because, you know, it's just about a pick em. Steve, uh, I've got on Caesars, I've got Dallas minus one and a half, but it's the Cowboys at Minnesota. Uh, What do you see? Yeah, I'm seeing the minus one and a half as well. And I think it it is, it is basically a pick up. I mean, they're, they're two good teams. I don't think Minnesota is as good as their eight and one record. So they're probably, they're comparable teams for sure. Uh, But Minnesota is doing a great job just finding ways to win in the fourth quarter. Now, whether that's sustainable or not, we'll see. But the old narrative that Kirk Cousins is a choker and he's not clutch and all that stuff, I mean, he is debunking that as much as possible. Incredible fourth quarter comeback this year. Um, and then Justin Jefferson is just this, an X factor. I mean, everything he did, Cousins would just throw it up into the area code last week and Jefferson was going to get it. That fourth and 18 catch was out of this world. So was, he's got an X factor. Yeah. <clears throat> just unbelievable. Um, so you have a receiver like a Justin Jefferson who uh, is is as impactful as any receiver. You know, it's probably him and Tyree Hill right now in the NFL as far as making a, a massive impact out wide. Uh, you have a good – an offensive line that's gotten better in Minnesota. They're just – they're a team I just described as solid across the board. Uh, their new GM, Quasi, he came in and just added a few pieces, marginal pieces, but it really upped the – solidness of the team, right? It just, it, they, they don't really have weaknesses anymore. The offensive line's not a weakness. The defensive line's been good. The back end is solid. I mean, that's how you describe the team. So they're in all these games. And then it comes down to the fourth quarter. Can they make more plays? And so far they have. So we'll see if it's sustainable for the Vikings, but it should be another good, really good matchup in the NFC this week. Out of bounds, driven by the Ram trucks at Mack Hike and Flowood. He is Steve Palazzolo, NFL insider, pro football focus, pff.com. And he joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. All right, compare, you know, Dallas's number one is CeeDee Lamb. And I like him. He's a good player. But I think he's like a second tier, third tier number one in this league because of size and stature and some other things. He's still not a fantastic route runner. Um, compare him to like a Justin Jefferson, Steve. I, I think the way you described CD as like a lower tier number one is fair. I mean Jefferson, Jefferson can win everywhere. He is an outstanding route runner. He's just got that that flexibility. Knows how to set up corners. He just knows how to create separation. And then he wins at the catch point. You know, coming out of LSU, his last year at LSU, he got twelve out of thirteen contested catches. And it was like, oh, this isn't really a part of his game. But when he when he needs to, he wins at the catch point because he's open a lot of the time. And we're starting to see that at the NFL level. He plays like the fourth and 18. But also even uh, in overtime as the Vikings were driving, there's a corner route. Cousins kind of leaves it behind. And, and Jefferson adjusts to the pass. He's just got great body control. Uh, and he just goes and gets the ball. Um, so 
He is. He's just. He's a great all-around receiver. He can do it all. Is he the uh, most he talented wide receiver in the NFL right now, Steve Palazzolo? I mean, to me, it's always Tyreek Hill because it depends on how you describe talent. I mean, if speed and quick is talent, it's Tyreek Hill. But Jefferson's up there because of the ball skills. Because he can, he can create big plays as a runner. Uh, I'm sorry, after the catch, but also as a route runner. You know, in, in, in getting open. So. I think Jefferson's as good as it gets right now, up there with Tyreek and um, just a dominant player. All right. Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus on the Out of Bounds show. Let's move, uh, let's switch gears to another uh, phenomenal receiver, one of the most talented in the league, A.J. Brown. But the Washington Commodores, Commanders, uh, I'm sorry, Vanderbilt won this week, and I've actually said their name a couple of times for the first time in 10 years, (laughs) Steve. Um, The Commanders shut down A.J. Brown and, and Jalen. But going forward, I mean, you know, they, they found this, you know, magic. Uh, and what a great move by the Eagles in the in the offseason. And we all saw uh, Mike Brable's face when it went down with the Titans, uh, which was awesome. Um, wh- what do you see going forward with, with this Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown combo duo? Yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles are still one of the best teams in the league. I'm not going to overreact to one game that we all happen to watch at the same time because it was in prime time. The Eagles are still a very, very good all-around team. And offensively, I've always looked at A.J. Brown as a guy, you know, like with, with the Vikings, I feel like Justin Jefferson has to get his for the Vikings to win um, or, or to maximize their offense. Jefferson has to put up his numbers. I don't know that A.J. Brown has to do that. I feel like he... Uh, he will draw enough coverage the way that Eagles like to run the ball and use Jalen Hurts as a runner. There will be games where, where A.J. Brown only has a couple catches and they'll still be effective uh, offensively because they still have a Devontae Smith and, you know, a Quest Watkins as a deep threat when he doesn't fumble and all that stuff. Maybe there's more pressure on A.J. Brown now that Dallas Goddard at tight end is Hurts. But um, th- there will also be games where A.J. Brown takes over. That's what I've always been so impressed with him. It's his ability to just take over a game, three touchdowns against the Steelers earlier this year. The game, I believe, was last year or two years ago when he's just running through all the Ravens with eight fourth missed tackles and just willing the Titans to victory. Those things still exist as well. So I think we'll see that pop up at times this year. And, you know, first, A.J. Brown will be one of the best combinations in the league. And I think the, the Eagles are going to be just fine, even though they just lost on Monday night. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you mentioned Ty, you're still going Tyreek Hill over, you know, a Justin Jefferson. You, you love all of them and they're all amazing and, and spectacular. But, um, you know, how, how much longer do you think a guy like Tyreek Hill can be operating at the level he is and, and your, your number one guy, Steve? It's touch and go. Like, it, it, there's a lot of games where he you know, comes out hobbling and banged up and limping off the field. And I am always wondering about that because Randy Moss had great ball skills and all that stuff, but Moss was never going to morph into a possession receiver later in his career. Whereas a guy like maybe Terrell Owens, was always like an uber-possession receiver, so you could kind of see him aging better than, say, a Randy Moss. I don't know that Tyreek Hill will age well if he ever loses a step, but he also has a couple steps to lose because he's so much faster than everybody in the NFL. That's what's crazy about him. Tyreek is faster and quicker than everybody, and it's by a wide margin, seemingly, right? You just see it on the field. Uh, But once he loses a step, I don't think he morphs into – you know, a, a possession receiver or anything. So, yeah, I think you have to keep an eye on his injury situation. But at the same time, you see what Terry Kill's able to do as a downfield threat, as a slot threat. Uh, I think he could be an uber slot receiver where he had catches 160 passes a year if he really wanted to. Or he could be a guy that averages 20 yards per catch just as a deep threat. That's how special I think he is as a player. Uh, but, yeah, you just have to look for him keeping his legs healthy, not losing a step because then you start to lose some of uh, what makes him special. All right, Mike McDaniel is the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. He's like the next whiz kid, boy wonder, coming out of the Kyle Shanahan tree with the San Francisco 49ers. You mentioned right off the bat in the offseason that this was going to be a a game changer for for Miami, adding Tyreek Hill, and they already had some pieces. And Tua Tonga-Valoa is playing better. What do you see with Tua? I'm seeing Tua take advantage of the open throws that the offense is creating. And that's not a, a knock on Tua. I know we can do, I like to call it the, the A-B analysis. So uh, Tua was not that great before Tyreek showed up in McDaniel. And now, now he's playing excellent with those guys showing up. It's not that simple because Tua still has to execute it. And he is executing at a really high level. And the two things that Tua is doing that are um, – I think that are a little bit different. Well, one thing that he's doing differently from earlier in his career is he's not throwing the ball to the defense. So the last couple of weeks, he did it against uh, the Steelers back in week seven on Sunday Night Football. He kept throwing the ball to the Steelers. They kept dropping it. But since that point, he hasn't done that. He has not made those bad decisions. He hasn't had a turnover-worthy play in the last three weeks. So now you have a guy that's taking care of the ball. He's only been sacked twice in the last four games. And, you know, sacks are very much a product of what the quarterback does. So, two has always been good at that, not getting sacked and not, not creating those negative plays. So, those two things, just taking care of the ball, not taking negative plays, are a huge part of Miami's success. And then, Tua just hits the open throws. So, Mike McDaniel's creating them, and uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are creating those open throws. But, Tua's hitting them. 
He's hitting some big-time throws at a higher level than he was before. I think he's playing excellent football right now. And um, we're starting to see him as much as you want to give credit. And I, I know that you, you, know, you can't separate the two. You have to give credit to the system and the players around him and all that stuff. But now he's executing at a much higher level than he has at any point in his career. So you have to give Tua credit for that. And, and it adds up to the ridiculous stats that he's putting up. If you look at passer rating, it's, you know, 118 or whatever it is, and nine yards per attempt. It's all adding up to just, you know, incredible numbers from the Dolphins. Are you ready to go – are you ready to say that Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Dolphins, is going to trend into one of the, without a doubt, better coaches in the NFL? Oh, he's off to a great start. I mean, I think even last year, you start you, when when for whatever reason the Niners started putting him out there for press conferences, and he'd have all these funny one-liners and stuff. It felt like they were prepping him, but I, I feel like the world was introduced to Mike McDaniel last year, and you're like, hey, this is a smart football guy. Um, and and I think so. Yeah, I think he will end up in that in that boat. Um, it's only ten games in though, and half of coaching is the mental part and keeping your team prepared and handling adversity and all that stuff. It's not just X's and O's. So I think the X's and O's is great. I think it would be good for him to be one of those next great coaches. And face adversity, more injury issues, you know, handling the defense, handling big games and all that stuff. So TBD, but um, trending well, I think, for McDaniel so far. Blake Scott has a question. Yeah, real quick, Steve, I only have a couple minutes. I, it's off what you just said. Can you just compare someone who's looked at the NFL and watched it at an intense level for a long time? How are the new wave of innovative, fun, young coaches, the ones that we're looking at, how are they doing things differently than the old guard? And specifically, like we talk about this locally, Saban versus Kiffin and the way Saban does his things versus the new age group, Belichick versus this new age group. Because what are you seeing differently from the younger coaches that they're still able to be successful, but they're clearly doing it in a different way than what we kind of grew up watching or I grew up watching of the Belichickian model? Yeah, so I think, I mean, there's still some old school coaches there. You've got like a Mike Grable coming in, playing the Belichick way, and that seems to be working too. So it's not all a cut and dry, but I think some of the younger coaches are understanding fourth down decisions a little bit better. I think they're understanding uh, some of the cheat codes on offense, using motion, using play action, using all these things to just to create little advantages. Um, we're even seeing the Bears now adjust to Justin Fields. And, you know, tap into his rushing ability, something that they probably should have done a while ago. I think you see a Nick Sirianni with the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are a smart organization as it is, but Sirianni has bought into all of those little advantages. Like, hey, we can run a QB sneak on third and one every single time, and, and let's just do it. Um, the way they set up their run game, the way they play defense and kind of invite the run and uh, invite, invite, invite the run and try to stop the big plays in the pass game. I think there's all these little nuanced things that some of the younger coaches are doing a good job of, um, and that's just creating those little edges on both sides of the ball. All right, we'll leave it there. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com, NFL Insider. And Steve joined us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, 30 seconds. What about this quick turnaround tonight for the Packers? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if the offense is completely turned around. You've got a, a deep threat in Christian Watson. Maybe they can start spreading the ball around and, and getting the pass game going. But uh, season's on the line every week for the Packers. should be a tough one against the Titans. Yeah, and it looks like uh, Al Michaels and, and Kirk, but especially Al, pulled a better game. Al hasn't really hesitated to say whatever's on his mind at almost 80 years old. 
Uh, Steve P., be good, great. buddy. I know it. I know it. Be good, man. <laughs> Thanks, dude. All right. Thanks, guys. Pro Football Focus. Check out the website, pff.com. You talking about these guys going deep dive and uh, nerding out in a good way on what they see? It's pretty awesome that we have access to, to all these cool sites this day and age. Uh, and everything, you know, the trends, the metrics, the analytics, all the fun stuff that happens in the game that we love. And tonight, Blake, where am I? I'm on the road. I'm in Bluxy. That's right. Uh, Titans, Packers. Man, I like Mike Brabel. Of course, I, I've loved watching Aaron Rodgers play. I know you don't like the Packers. Gross. Uh, he's so good. Man, he just flipped that ball out. Um, that vertical to number nine on Sunday. What a beautiful throw. Uh, that's a pretty damn good game, Blake. Titans at the Packers tonight. I'll take that on Amazon Prime. Hey, did you know the Southern Miss Golden Eagles are playing on the NFL Network this weekend? I think that's pretty cool, too. We'll drop a little bit of that coming back next. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.